Previously on the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. Adam Cole completely buried him. Like, absolutely buried him on the mic. Go back and watch the segment. Cross and Scarlett had to stand there and take it. And Scarlett's supposed to add the appeal and nothing. So then Cross gets hurt, comes back, wins a fatal five-way and defeats, if I can remember this right, Adam Cole. Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, everybody. It is Saturday, July 29th, and you know what that means. It's time for the High Risk Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, fighting for my brother, Jeremy Pierce. Welcome, 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 one and all. As always, you can check me out on the socials, Charismatic Creations on Facebook and YouTube, Charismatic underscore Creations 52 on Instagram, the 215 spelled out on Twitter, and of course, Coffee and Patreon. The donations are always welcome. And I got to listen, I got a busy weekend. Um, went to the movies a lot. I saw Barbie last night. I just saw uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. I went to the sneak preview of that earlier today. I'm about to go see talk to me y'all know how i am with my a24 horror so we in there i'm gonna go see oppenheimer next week i'm gonna, I'm gonna crank out a bunch of reviews for y'all but for today on the podcast um this is originally supposed to be a SummerSlam preview but the card isn't fully fleshed out. i think i got an idea what the card is going to be but we're going to do a new episode of the filthy casual next week joining with some uh some people we're gonna do a previews and prediction show but Today, we got to do it once again, the AEW Women's Division. There have been some news, there's been some things said, some matches that have been had, and we just got to break this thing down. We got to really, really start holding people's feet to the fire and uh, calling people out. So that's what we're going to do today, but for now, you know what's next, so just go on and hit my music all right so you know the deal it's all about the dollar bill i know that's funny um uh since we're since we're talking about the AEW women's division today uh you know i gotta knock out this list and these are the five women that need to be Push down. These women were were pushed at one point or another, but there was never any major pushes, and they're good hands. So number five is Red Velvet. She's still under contract. Like it's, it's crazy, right? And she's just completely disappeared. She's been in. Uh, remember that early feud with Jade? She was part of the baddies, and then that was pushed to the side, you know, just to elevate Jade some more. And she's just kind of been gone. Red Velvet has proven herself to be a capable hand in the ring good control of her character really 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 solid um and she's just completely disappeared which sucks uh number four is serena deep now pound for pound serena deep is probably the best wrestler on the women's roster it's probably between her and emmy sakura but serena deep the professor is just too good not to be used 
and I don't, I don't, I mean, both in the ring and as a trainer, she is so technically gifted in the ring. I would love to see just a quick forbidden door match between her and Deanna Perazzo, uh, because it would, it would, it would just be such a, a, a wrestling masterpiece and a masterclass of technical ability. Serena Deem needs to be pushed. Um, hell, you can put her in the outcast. You know what I mean? Number three, the bunny. Um, the bunny is another individual who is a veteran of business, who has the talent, who's fun, fans know, fans like, fans love, and yet she's only really used to help elevate other women or when they they being AEW needs to do a hardcore match. They always call on the bunny and her partner. I I I'm fine with that role for the bunny, but she's got to start getting W's and she's never, she's like never sniffed the championship. She's might've had an eliminator match here, uh, maybe a TBS title match, but nothing, not like nothing. Number two, Kiera Hogan. Now Kiera Hogan is another solid hand, good character, good ring ability. And someone else who has completely disappeared. Now, she's disappeared from AEW, but she's been here in Ring of Honor. And we're going to talk about that, too, as as, as well. But Kira Hogan and and Red Velvet, after they left the baddies, it was just, like, over. And that's something that's not fun. And this is a tie. This is this this right here. This this is a tie for, for first um, and I, I know my math is off with, you know, for a second, third, fourth, and fifth, but these two women for me, for me need to be pushed the most. And that's Penelope Ford and Diamante. Like Penelope Ford has fallen into that rule with the bunny has that when they need to do a hardcore match, they go and get the bunny. They go and get Penelope Ford. Um, but Penelope Ford might be the most underutilized woman on the roster just by how talented she is and she's never truly truly gotten a, a chance to shine and i want so much more for her and the same thing goes for diamante it it i'm shocked to find out like she's just now gotten a full uh all elite wrestling contract that blows my mind for how long she's been in this company has been wrestling in this company that that's just shocking diamante is another really really good wrestler who has a tr tried and true character and just needs to be elevated more i want to see penelope more i want to see diamante more whether that be in their aew whether that be in ring of honor i just need to see these two women more but that's the list and we'll be right back with our wrestler Emi Sakura. Emi Sakura is a, is a legend in this business. And for me, it hurts that she's been nothing more than a dark, dark elevation mainstay and occasionally a rampage match here. If you go back and look at uh, a listing of the best AEW women's matches so far, like ever, Emi Sakura is probably in at least four or five of them. She's had three, I believe, this year alone. She 
is just incredibly good in the ring. Hilarious. Has a great character. And is respected. Much to the level of that, that, you know, like Mako City Mayor is respected. And we can't find more for her. Like, I don't think she'd ever be given a true push. But I just want more for someone that is just so good and and we can't find anything for her to do and i'm tired of seeing her lose someone of her skill of her caliber lose emmy sakura is such a bright spot in the w women's division that i wish she got more time to shine ask any woman in the locker room that's going against her like yeah emmy emmy is that girl emmy has helped me so much and i want more for emmy I'm hoping that, you know, she gets a chance to show out just a little bit more. And we'll discuss all of that later in today's show. <sighs> so here we are again, talking about the AEW women's division and the many issues with it. I love women's wrestling. I love women's wrestling. I I I I I think it's safe for me to say that I have more favorite women's wrestlers than male wrestlers today. And I get pumped for some of the matches, the women's matches. I get pumped for wrestling in general, but something about it just gets me going, right? Ever since AEW's cre creation, they have had one, well, they've had many issues that you know they've rectified but they've had one issue one very major glaring issue and that is their women's division and there have been many many excuses made about the direction of it and a whole bunch of other things a lot of these come from tony Khan himself so what happened this time well Lufisto, who is an industry veteran, very, very well respected, tweeted this past week, it's cute how people blame booking for a bad woman's division, talent with too much power, talent denigrating each other, talent trash talking potential employees so they never get in as soon as they walk in. It starts here. The one you called a fucking French Canadian asshole, and I think I believe she was referring to the bunny. Lufisto was a very, 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 very well respected veteran in this industry. And during this interview, she was asked to name names by a follower, right? And she says, This is the first time I said something publicly after over a year. I'm not going to throw names on an app without with limited characters, right? 
there are several details in the context to explain the whole story's accuracy and she'll do that when the opportunity arises she also quotes you to someone who says she ruined her chance of becoming an AEW player she said no worries no need for such a toxic environment in life referring to the AEW women's locker room many of the replies to her tweets are the kind of personal professional attacks and especially women that we we know all too well on twitter and lufisto has never had a reputation of being difficult to work with she's never really had a run with a television company likely due to her work in hardcore and gender matchers she could probably get a run right now and in impact and be elevated She's she's made headlines for calling out CZW and their exploitative marketing of their uh, Library of Women's matches, but she's also being honored by the National Assembly of Quebec, and she's being inducted into the inaugural GCD GCW's Hall of Fame class. So she's respected. She knows what she's talking about. She knows what she's doing. Then back to back weeks, two Britt Baker matches. There was her squash match that she had on the night of blood and guts. And then the following week, her match against Taya Valkyrie. So the first issue is just didn't need to have a squash. And it felt like very much that it, it, it felt like that old obligation of Tony Khan's to have one women's match on the show every week we were better off just not having a match and then her match against Taya wasn't good and after that match Taya was getting killed on social media we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna dive in to, to, into that as well And then there was a fan sign on Dynamite this past week that probably should have not been shown because after the Brit tie match, there was a sign that said book the women's division better. And it was, it was on TV for a good minute. So. That's that's kind of what brought everything back into play. Let's take a look at the current AEW women's roster real quick. All right. They have uh, currently contracted. They have 6, 12, 18, 24, 32, 38, 44, 49 women contracted. That's a lot of women. Many of these names have been featured on TV in one way or another, right? And everybody from Anna J all the way down to Yuka Sakazaki. And there is talent here. So if we exclude the non-wrestlers, so we have Dasha, Harley Cameron, Karen Jarrett, uh, Leva Bates is not even in the company anymore. So that's 48 women. 
Lexi Nair, Maria Canellas Bennett, Paige Van Zandt's not in the company anymore, so we're gonna we're gonna drop this number down to forty-seven. Uh, Rebel, who really doesn't wrestle anymore, Renee Paquette, and anybody else? And Vicky Girl's not in the company anymore. So they have forty-six women contracted, with about six that are wrest- that are managers, so on and so forth. There's talent here. There's obviously rookies, not not even rookies, just women that have been in the industry long that need, you know, just the time, the work, like, um, like Anna J, like Julia Hart, like Kayla Rossi and um, and, and Chris Statlander and Red Velvet and the Renegade Twins, right? But then you've got people on the roster who are industry veterans that know what to do that you can lean on thunder rosa serena deep ruby soho taya soraya madison rain mercedes martinez you have these people here use them so the roster isn't the problem no the roster isn't the reason they get one match on every show the roster isn't the reason that they don't get any promo time there's it's a two-fold issue one AEW not having house shows like the WWE and not being able to get the reps telling you now the entire roster men and women would benefit so much from house shows they would benefit so much from being allowed to work the indies from time to time but the main issue is Tony Khan women's wrestling feels like an obligation to Tony Khan and not something to be treated as equal to the men. Prime example. CM Punk and Thunder Rosa were respectively the world champions of their gender. They got injured right around the same time. CM Punk was given a, a close to 10 minute segment to, to announce his interview to announce his injury and that he's relinquishing the world championship. Thunder Rosa got a quick backstage segment. Separate, but not equal. And it's crazy that I use that verbiage. It really is separate, but equal. Tony Khan has essentially talked in circles about the women's division. He says, well, we give the time to the people that uh, will bring in ratings. And if they don't bring in ratings, we don't use them, right? Let's, Let's take a look at the WWE. It took it took the WWE a minute. And they they got their heads out of their asses after the give divas a chance hashtag to treat their women's wrestlers as equals to the men. 
So it started in NXT and worked its way up to the main roster. Once the WWE started doing that regularly, stars like Bailey, Asuka, Sasha Banks when she was there, bringing the highest ratings. Becky Lynch bringing the highest ratings. Ronda Rousey bringing the highest ratings. They get time to cut promos. They get time to have matches. They get more than one match on the show. There's multiple storylines going. They can open a Raw or a SmackDown. Something the women have never done in AEW. Never opened up a Dynamite, a Rampage, or a Collision. They can close a Raw or a SmackDown. They've main evented pay-per-views with regularity. And listen, it's been it's, it's been a minute for the WWE. It's been almost almost two years since the women have main evented a pay-per-view, but that will change in due time. But once the women were treated as equals, once the women were elevated to given the promo time to get better, were given the match time to get better, must see television more often than not. We won't, I, we, we won't even talk about Impact, who have been killing the women's wrestling game for over a decade now. And honestly, nobody's really been doing it better than them. It, it'd be unfair to compare AEW to impact when it comes to the women's division. The simple thing that Tony Khan needs to do is to stop being offended when you when he gets criticized and simply take a look at your two competitors and see what they've done, see what they do. It's it's not it's not hard. It, it It isn't. Tony Khan just has to give a damn. That's it. That's it. So, what, what truly needs to happen? So, AEW has... Two, four, six, seven hours of wrestling available to them throughout the week. Two hours for Dynamite, two hours for Ring of Honor, two hours, one hour for Collision, one hour, so one hour for Rampage, and two hours for Collision, right? That is more than enough time to have more than one storyline going. Because with only one storyline, the women just disappear. Look at AEW right now. Look at the men. How many different storylines are they going right now? We have the BCC who are just transitioning to a few with Orange Cassidy, right? We've got Hobbs and QTV. Then we got to prove themselves to them once again. We have CM Punk, Ricky Starks. We have Hook and Jungle Boy. Do I need to keep going? What are the current storylines in the women's division? Well, we have... Yeah. Everything's just thrown together. Chris Thetland has 
kind of disappears. She's the she's the mid card champion, quote unquote, and just does open challenges and barely gets on TV. It's 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 not hard to have more than one story going. It it really isn't. Have more than one match on a show. Seven hours of wrestling. You tell me you could only put on one match. You know what's crazy? Ring of Honor has two to three matches weekly with women in it. Ring of Honor just had the women main event a pay-per-view. Something that's never happened in AEW and I don't think will ever happen. The only way I believe the women will ever main event a pay-per-view, it would have to be at All In coming up this year with the J, uh, a returning Jamie Hayter taking on Tony Storm or something above a Mercedes uh, Monet. That's it. Maybe they put more heat back on Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker. Period. You can have more than one match on the show. And that starts with building up storylines. Stop putting the woman in the death spot right before the main event. And they, they've, they've kind of stopped doing that this year. But it's not, it's not hard. Have a semi-definitive roster split between AEW and Ring of Honor. Here's who's in Ring of Honor. Here's who's in AEW. You can float back and forth. So like Ashley Diembois, Ring of Honor. Athena can float back and forth. Billy Starks. Renegade Twins, Ring of Honor, Britt, AEW, Sheeta, AEW, Jamie, AEW, Kayla Rossi, Ring of Honor. You know what I mean? Lady Frost, split between back and forth by primarily Ring of Honor. Layla Hirsch, Ring of Honor. It's not hard. You're already kind of doing it with Collision and the men. I know I'm going to see CM Punk in the House of Black on Collision and not Dynamite. Now, this was going to hurt a lot of people. Stop pushing Britt Baker. She's She is Tony Khan's safety net. So, has anyone else noticed the pattern of woman getting completely destroyed on social media after a lousy match with Britt? Swole? Nyla? Thunder Rosa and now Taya. At what point do people start looking at her role in these disasters when the other women are clearly more talented? Seriously. It's it's absurd to me that Brit gets no blame. None. It it genuinely blows my mind. She wants to come off as a leader and being the star of the show when she doesn't have the respect, the skills, or the recognition to do so. 
you're in a locker room with Emi Sakura and Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb and Ruby Soho and Mercedes Martinez, women that do this, that are more experienced than you. I'm going to them before I would ever go to you. Now, you're good. You're not great. You're you're not even one of the 10 best actual in-ring technicians in your, in your own company. You're not even top 30 between AEW, Ring of Honor, Impact, and the WWE. You're, you're serviceable. You're a B-plus player, Britt Baker. We have to stop using her to overshadow everyone else like she's good i give her give her she's got control of her character she's really good on the mic but she she's not the kind of heel that knows how to put other people over while still being a heel like roman reigns like chris jericho like cm punk used to do like Corey Graves does on commentary she doesn't know how to tear people down while also building them up it might be best for her to just go away for a while because absence makes the heart grow fonder. Because I know for a fact I'm tired of Brit. It's like I'm tired of Charlotte Flair. That's a different story for a different day. There are two women that the fans love in the AEW. Probably more than everybody else. And these two women need to be pushed to the moon. That's Willow Nightingale and Jamie Hayter. Now Jamie's out with the injury. Her return is going to be welcome. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Willow Nightingale is on a roll right now. She's the first ever New Japan, New Japan Strong Women's Championship, Strong Champion after defeating Mercedes Monet. She won the Owen Hart Cup. She's just main evented the Ring of Honor. That's before the Zona pre-review against Athena and in an absolutely amazing match. Go watch that match. Willow and Jamie should be the faces, should be the stars of your division. And it's time to push them. It's time to do that. And last, this is something I think would benefit everybody involved. Team up with Impact. My one complaint about Impact and their women's division is with the tag team division, where it's just teams thrown together. Kind of happens in WWE. But the difference is Impact doesn't have an issue working with other companies. I think Impact should... And... And AEW should come to an agreement to have their women's tag team champions on Ring of Honor, on AEW, on Rampage, on Collision. And it would just bring more eyes to both products. I for sure want more eyes on Ring, uh, on Ring of Honor and on Impact. And it's not hard. It's not hard at all. And these things are, they're so simple to do. But it's up to Tony Khan to care and to give a god damn because he needs to book the women's division better and i want to see the aw women on the same level as the women in the WWE, as the women in impact as the women used to be treated in nxt that's all i'm saying do you hear me tony khan because i hope you do that is our show thank you for listening next week uh I, i'll get the schedule out next week but the next episode of what we'll be doing is the filthy casual it will be our SummerSlam preview and prediction show joined by a couple guests i got one confirmed we'll see if i can get two more uh we'll get the schedule out don't forget to check out the high risk wrestling recap every single sunday 
find me on the socials charismatic creations on facebook tumblr and youtube charismatic underscore creation no tumblr <laughs> sorry no tumblr charismatic creations on facebook and youtube charismatic underscore creations 52 on instagram the 215 spelled out on twitter coffee patreon and it's always shouty black card zaylee isla dome with the chew willow nightingale bailey and Gigi dolan holla at your boy peace